Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and our listeners to another edition of A Funny Podcast Presents Talking Trek Wars with a special guest. Well, maybe not so special, but he was here when we did our first Star Wars special, or I did my first Star Wars special, and it is Chris Sawfeld. Chris, say hello. Hello. Okay, you That's can say all I got. That's all you got? All right, well, uh, Jeremy is away on his birthday baseball trip, canceling out more stadiums he hasn't been to, and... Where is he? I think last last told he was in Milwaukee. Okay, Brewers. Yeah. So we are here because, well, A, we needed to stay on schedule and put a show out, and B... Uh, Star Wars released thanks to D23, Disney's D23 convention, The Last Jedi Sizzle Reel, which people wanted another trailer. I like the Sizzle Reel a lot because they're not trying to misdirect you with footage. What you see is what you get. Usually. Usually. Well, in the vein of Star Wars' last two films and their trailers, seeing is not believing. So... Uh, we're going to talk about the sizzle reel. We may chat a minute or two about Star Wars Forces of Destiny, their new YouTube shorts, 2D YouTube shorts. I've never watched. You've never watched any of them. No. Okay. I don't really go on YouTube. Well, it was all over all the social medias and the websites and do the I interwebs. Look, do I look like a social media type? Um, they did these shorts. Stylized, kind of in 2D cartoon animation, kind of like yeah. the Gandhi Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Okay. Uh, That's but not canon, right? no, those aren't canon, and these are like canon adjacent. Uh, okay. and they're focused on the females of the story. So there's two episodes with Ray, a couple Princess Leia's, a Jin, a uh, Sabine, and yeah. So they're 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 okay. They're little fun little. They're for really young kids. Okay. And especially for the YouTube generation, because they're like two minutes, two and a half minutes at okay. the most. Um, nothing earth shattering, but just kind of kind of little fun and whimsical. So that is us talking about it. I liked a couple of them. A couple of them, there were some style choices I didn't really like. In what? In what sense? Like when they drew uh, for one of the Ahsoka episodes, there was a uh, they did Anakin Skywalker, yeah, and he looks kind of like pouty face boy band, like like pursed collagen lips, and I feel like that's that's more not Hayden. Character. That's not Hayden though. Maybe it's not Hayden, but it's definitely more true to the character. Sad boy band. Well, yeah, sad boy band, but no, but I mean, like in it, not like he's like sad and dour. Like, in the true sense, but just, like... With sand around him. Yeah, no, this one's just more like the puffy, pursed lips, like, Oh, don't worry, Master Yoda, she'll be here. Oh. Like, like that type of thing. Not like, not like, oh my god, my mom just died and I killed the whole village. Surrounded by sand. Surrounded by sand. Okay, so let's let's just jump into brass tacks. Uh, what did you... How did you feel about the sizzle reel? That's your cue to say. I was scrapping something. What, what do you feel about? How did you feel about the sizzle reel? What, and give me, give me two images that stand out to you in your brain. Okay, so I mean, I enjoy the sizzle. Probably not as much as you do because I do feel like, unlike a regular trail, behind the scenes stuff has never been my favorite because it kind of somewhat takes away the magic of 
what you're seeing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean that's that. But in that in that sense, I you know you gotta see Benicio del Toro. Yeah, with his funny little hat crown type thing. It fits him. I don't know. It's Benicio. Yes, it's him. Um, and then I feel like was that what was her name Mas Kanata uh, that was Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. So, which is also interesting because I enjoyed her character, and I hopefully you can get more of her, especially in this one. Yeah. Sidebar, they have not, we've not seen anything with uh, Andy Serkis. True. And, you know, he is keep, supposed to be Snow. I keep forgetting, yeah. But, and that, and Lupita Nyong'o was never on any of the casting call sheets. Yeah. Like, if you pay attention to spoilers and the filming part of it. Uh, but there she is with the with the mocap dots on her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I'll be interested in definitely more of her, and hopefully they flesh out her character more, whether it's this movie or the book. Because I mean, obviously, you're around a thousand years and you're not a Jedi, but you seem to know. You know, that's just whether that's just that's just sheer experience being around a Jedi. Well, I think they're I think they're saving her a lot of her stuff for. You know, ancillary materials like books and comics. Comics. I think you may get like a little bit here or there, but I don't think it'll be too much. And back to the Snoke thing, I don't think we're gonna get too much Snoke in this movie. I think, no. I think if you're following a similar pattern that the all the other stories follow, you're gonna get more of him in the third film, just like you did with the Emperor Return of Jedi or the Emperor in Revenge of the Sith. You know, no. they're they're bigger movies, which is. I don't mind. I don't mind that just because I don't know. I I feel like unlike the Emperor, unlike Vader, you know, uh, you, I think you need to, need to handle Snoke on like a more cautious level. I don't think. I think it's one of the ones where less is more. It's yeah. like Yoda, less is more. Because what we've seen of him is he's a very imposing figure. Whether that or not, that's even his remote size doesn't matter. But I mean, he is in general. I mean, the leader of the group is very imposing. Figurehead, where you know, and Kylo, you got to give it to Kylo. I think I think you need to do more to establish more of Kylo, even though he's already established in this movie. I think the Last Jedi, you need to help, not help. You need to give more information. And whoa, that picked up good on the mic. Uh, you need to have more, because. I'm not going to be able to articulate this the way I want to. His character is so unsure of himself and his position in the first movie. Uh This one, I think you need to... He's just had his foundation rock, so you need to build the character up in a different way. You know, whereas, like, in in A New Hope, Vader is barely in the movie, actually. He's not that big of a presence. In Empire, it establishes his presence and the fear he strikes in people. Here's the second question. Do you want Kylo to be redeemed? That is a question we're going to save for another show. Um, do I want him redeemed? I'm not sure. But do I think he can be redeemed? I think is a more crucial question to answer first. Yes, he can. Oh, yeah. But, but, but when you're talking about redemption, you need to talk about one. You need to look at it one way. Vader was redeemed in Luke's eyes. Vader was not redeemed in the galaxy's eyes. Nobody knew until later on who Vader really was. And yeah. that came out in the book Bloodlines. And the galaxy didn't forgive him. He was still heralded uh, as the mass murderer. as a mass murderer monster that he was. So 
what level of redemption are we talking here? Are we talking in the family's eyes? Are we talking just by Ray, just to Ray's perspective? Could he ever be redeemed from Luke's perspective? I don't know. But so I say yes, but with addendums or caveats. Caveats is the right word. I want him redeemed. I feel like if he goes back, I mean, ever especially after killing him dad, I think that's just a line. And that's like later even he didn't even cross it. I mean, he didn't kill his wife. No. Well, okay, I'm sorry. She no. Died. She died of heart. He 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 didn't help. He, he didn't help matters, but he didn't kill her. That's true. No, she died of heartbreak. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And here's my theory I had going all, all along with it. I think. Uh, I think if you're taking, if we want to take it, examples from legends, right? Uh-huh. He's not your Jason Solo, even though he fits that mold, and that's what a lot of a lot of the people who want the EU to come back are saying. It's just Jason Solo. I think he's more Ulic Keldroma. Look at the yeah, wheel. Look at the wheels t- turning. The wheels are turning in Chris's brain. Well, yeah. I think. Well, because, okay, he killed his brother, and then Nomi basically, through rage, blinded him to the force. No, right? but that's, that's not what, what I mean. Happened. That's not what I mean. No, I know, but that's what I'm just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's scene. what happened, but then he was redeemed by he, Nomi's daughter. Yeah, because he, he trained her and he became one with the force. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, and that, that's 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 that's. But I'm I'm talking more of the setup. the setup. I think he was. I think there's more going on, and I think some of the revelations that are going to happen is that this was actually a mission to find out who Snoke was, put on by Luke, and he went there doing it maybe against Luke's wishes. That this was maybe Kylo's idea that just like Ulic, who was going to go there and find out everything about Exar Kun and bring him down, but he didn't. He fell to the dark side. I think Ben Solo might have done the same thing. Well, yeah. And, and then and then he's now, he couldn't control it. And now he, that's why, you know, he's always struggling with the light where he doesn't know exactly where he fits in. Yeah, and I mean, obviously if they go down that route, they would have to make it just his decision. He is a Skywalker slash Solo. Well, he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he is that pig-headed, you know, to do something like that without hard-headed to do something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I can see that. So, I I mean, I don't know. That's just pure speculation. I've never heard spoilers based on that. Are, that's the other good thing with this. Is there's really no spoilers. I mean, you can try to pick up some stuff watching the trailer, watching. I mean, there is some. We do know certain formats of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but back to the sizzle reel, I think this is the only time we've seen a glimpse of anything from the third act of the film. But... I don't think it's anything of substantive quality. I think no. the, I think the first trailer we got was all from the first and middle act. I agree. Uh, and I think they're going to keep that close to the vest because I think there's going to be so many revelations happening in the third act. Well, let me let me rephrase that: revelations of a sort, where revelations that keep you guessing. I don't think we're going to get any concrete answers to anything in this chapter. No. No, and I'll be very surprised if it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. Or no, it, it's going to end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's going to end on a cliffhanger. Uh, unlike the force, it's not going to be like the Force Awakens where it ends literally on a cliff. But <laughs> you were supposed to laugh at that, but I got a nod. I'll take it. Um, you did get a nod. Well, I mean, it was funny. Uh, thanks, thanks. That was very patronizing of you. It's not like we've been friends for thirty <laughs> plus years, so this is not normal. Uh, I think you're guaranteed to have a cliffhanger. And I think the revelations you have are going to be in the vein of Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
it's all from a certain point of view, so we're not getting the whole truth. We're not going to get any absolutes. Okay. Yeah. We're only going to get half truths, half truths, and perceptions of individual characters. Okay, I would agree with that. And I think a lot of the all those resolutions and revelations will come become concrete in the third one, but with enough of a door left open for another trilogy. Oh, if it's Disney, there's no, there's just going to be another trilogy. Whether or not these actors have any part in it is going to be. But then that that begs another question, not for this show, is if Ray isn't a Skywalker and Ben doesn't get redeemed and dies, you can no longer call it the Skywalker saga. Well, okay, and that's the other thing. And I feel like I would be okay with the Skywalker saga ending. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. Eventually you have to start anew. I mean, it just has to. I mean, you know, the Skywalkers can't be around forever. No, that that's true. But and then Star I would... Star Wars th- doesn't need to revolve. I mean, it's, especially now where it's such an expansive world. Okay, I agree with you on that. It, but if that's the case, then you can no longer call them the episodic movies. Oh, Because I'm, it's, I'm ex- okay it's explicitly the Skywalker saga. So if Nine is the last of the episodic ones, I'm all for new trilogies in different directions, different yeah. time zero- periods with different characters. 100% on board. The only the only reservation I have is that it cannot be called you cannot do episode 10. Oh, you would you would okay have to that. you'd have to call us if Ray continues on, you bring Ray and Finn or whomever back. It has to have a different title. It could be Star Wars something. And if you want to retitle it like Ray's got a new new journey and you call it the the new force users whatever cuz they're going away from Jedi. And you call it episode one? Sure, go for it. This is why you don't name things. Well, I didn't want to say New Jedi Order because that has other connotations. And we're already under the assumption that they're going to end the Jedi. As we know it. I feel nine solid episodes is enough for our family legacy. I mean, personally. Well, they got a fucked up legacy. Well, I mean, obviously they do. But, I mean, it it needs to end. And I, I... and I mean, you have to look at it from the point of view of Mark Hamill is getting older. He's not going to keep this up forever. And the, okay, you have Adam Driver as Ben, which is fine, but I mean, how long does he want? To, I mean, like, it's kind of like with the Marvel. I mean, those actors are going to be leaving. New generation is going to be coming in to take over. And the same premise should apply to Star Wars. It should be <coughs> bringing different people, younger yeah. people. I, I mean, I still. Different people. I still want them to go way back in time. I do too, but apparently Pablo Hidalgo has a problem with that. He doesn't really feel the need to go, and he said this in numerous interviews at numerous cons, he doesn't feel the need to go that far back. Well, just because he said it doesn't make it so. He's one voice on on the story. Yeah, he's a very powerful voice, though. According to a lot of reports... He's one of seven voices. Yeah, but I, isn't he in control of the timeline? No. Who's in control of the timeline? No. Well, Leland Chi is still the keeper of the holocron. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, he answers most. He's the one who's most prolific on Twitter. Uh, but it doesn't mean it doesn't. Uh, canon nowadays is fluid, and they can change things and alter things as they see fit. So just because he doesn't see it. You bring a good filmmaker, and let's just pick a random filmmaker who wants to come in and says, hey, I want to do 
this old Republic movie about Revan. I really like I really like the game. I want to do Revan. Here's my pitch. Here's my idea. If if it's a solid pitch and Kathleen Kennedy goes for it, then they can go for it. No, and that's true. I just don't think they will anytime soon. I think that's just gonna the fam. You know, well because you know this kind of question leads into a whole different argument because now you have a fan base that's completely split down the middle with EU former EU characters to canon characters and that argument. I mean, that's just nerd rage. Well, look. I mean, that's. But that, I, I love the. You can, spend, e- you can spend an hour just dissecting that. I love the EU. Okay, I was that was that's my Star Wars. That's our yeah. Star Wars. That's what we have when we came up was the EU, and that's what kept us alive for a long time, especially in the dark times before you got the prequels. However, I'm tired of people like okay, so everybody was screaming to make Thrawn canon. They make Thrawn canon, then they're like, well, it's not heir to the Jedi. Of course, it's not heir to the Jedi. We can't do that. No. So you. You, they've they've made him official. He's made the jump, but you're still gonna complain. You nothing is ever enough for a certain sect of the fan base. Well, and and, and they will never be satisfied, especially when you give them what they want because it's not really what they want. What they want is what they've made up in their head. Well, and that's but that's going back to episode seven. I mean, when episode seven came out, it. People enjoyed it, but there was so much controversy behind it because it was so similar to Star Wars. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, verbatim. I, I mean, that's why it was. I mean, I enjoyed Episode Seven. I mean, I really did, but it definitely wasn't my favorite. No, and I agree. I thought Rogue One was better. I agree. And I mean, but the fan base in Star Wars has always been so just split down the middle. I mean, you could go all the way back to fucking Jedi. Yeah. And where either you liked Ewoks or you hated them. There was no in-between ground. Yeah, and um, the EU just made that division even bigger. Yeah, and so, but I think I think at this point, it's just Star Wars. Get over it. And you, you can still d- dislike things. There's a lot of parts of The Force Awakens I dislike, but there's a lot of stuff I really like in it. Is it derivative? Sure. But is it episode one? Episode one follows this follows the same format. Oh, episode one. I mean, if you want to go the if, day my heart broke. If you want to go the ring theory route, you know it's supposed to be cyclical. It's supposed to be repetitive. It's just supposed to work that way as a part of storytelling, heroic journey, and song. Okay, but going back to our original, you know, uh, thing about this with the uh, the new trailer. I mean, what did um? What, how did she describe episode eight? Unexpected. Yeah, but what else? She, she said it's... Who, which one? Uh, Daisy? Right. Yeah, she said it's unexpected. And it takes it in new and interesting way, ways? Like, right, yeah, something like that. Which is, that to me is finally, you know, that's exciting. Oh, so yeah. I really feel like... I feel like they... With J.J. Abrams and what he did with episodes... Which was a nice, if anything, homage to the originals. Yeah. These, you know, whether it's the Rogue One director, whether it's this guy... I feel like they do understand that there needs to be a strong change in oh. tone and look and story. I mean, even Mark Hamill, in the nicest way possible, going, I have no idea what the hell is going on. I'm just here for the ride. Yeah, I think – and I think the visuals that we saw in the CSR reel tell you that. That there's going to be some visuals uh, 
cinematography skills that we haven't seen before in the classic trilogy or in the prequel trilogy, which I think when you when you provide a new story that adds new levels to the mythology and you bring in interesting and different visual aesthetics, it's going to help elevate it. Like I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I really want to say that I think this will probably be the best of the new trilogy. And, and it has potential, because I really love Ryan Johnson, to be the best Star Wars film. Ever? I mean, it takes a lot to dethrone Empire, but it does take a lot to dethrone Empire. But I'm just, I'm just saying. Empire had Billy D. Williams, so that puts it at a different level. Well, it, it had Billy D. But it he had Billy D. It, he didn't have no Colt Forty Five. It had Billy D. With a cape, and, and it was a hair. sweet cape and mustache. That uh, hair was amazing. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, I love Empire. I think will. Empire is a always, solid film, and it's probably one of the. Well, you can't, yeah, you can't really call it a sequel anymore, but it's definitely the best second of anything that's been done. Well, it's also long. been voted on numerous times as being in the top five greatest films of all time. But yeah, remember, yeah, it, was, it wasn't universally praised no. or appreciated when it came out. No, but that's all Star Wars films. Mm. For the most part. For the most part. I mean, when A New Hope came out, it was yeah. lauded. Well, because there was really nothing like it. I mean, the closest he had was... Star Trek. Well, Star Trek, the film hadn't even well, come no, out. Well, no, like the series. When, when yeah, you 2001 like, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, I mean, was, when you deal with space exploration in general, I mean, the closest he got was like, you know, the original Star Trek show. Yeah, well, but the, the number one sci-fi movie of all time before Star Trek, Star Wars came out yeah, was, was 2001. Yeah. So, which is a completely different film. So, yeah. but still so real. I liked some of the creature aesthetics we were getting, get, got glimpses of. Yeah, that thing that looked like a little, like a little snow wolf, snow cat. Yeah, like a crystal, a crystal wolf or something. Yeah, and the horse-looking thing, but with the big ears. A little owl-penguin hybrid. Those, okay, those are porgs, and those are the inhabitants of Octu, where Luke is. Those are the ones who live on the island. They're adorable. I know it's gonna be so red, but apparently they have like razor sharp teeth too. Like, I, I feel like there's gonna be a toy in the future. There, those are our new Ewoks. Uh, because they're actually sentient, they're supposed allegedly sentient beings who live on Octu, who also are have some spiritual connection, mystical connection with the Force, like they are the keepers of knowledge. And see, because Skellig Michael, where they filmed in Ireland, uh-huh. right, has a lot of puffins, these birds, yeah. right? And you saw them in the Force Awakens. You saw all these birds, yeah. which in the background, so. They had to make a way to incorporate these birds into the distance, so they came up with these things called porps. Okay, I'm just trying to visualize what I saw as a keeper of knowledge, because I, I would try to take one for a pet. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I'm like, you're just coming home with me. I don't care what you say. Well, well, just think about in other of the canon that we've seen, like you know, the Converies. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's similarities to that there are certain creatures who, you know, you might judge by their size or their appearance, and yet they can still be yeah, repositories yeah. of knowledge. I mean, they're not like, I mean, if it was something was the size of the Bendu there, it would be the whole fucking island. Oh, the Bendu. Um, or as I like to call them, Morla, the ancient one. 
If you got that never-ending story reference, I love you. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, the, yeah, this is that's well, that's the other thing Star Wars has always managed to accomplish well is their creatures. It's their aesthetic for all their movies. Yeah, I think we'll have a better time in the casino because we saw glimpses of that. And yeah, I think we'll have a better time at the casino than we did at Maz Kanata's castle. They did. They were too quick in the Force Awakens going through Maz's castle. It wasn't like the cantina scene where you they the camera panned around and you got some good long shots, yeah, or relatively long shots on some of the creatures. And Maz Kanata's castle, it's super quick. You know, snap your fingers. But that whole sequence was quick. You blink and you miss it. Entered to her vision to the attack. It was a very quick escalation in filming. And you didn't really, I mean, there was a couple ones you saw pretty good, but there were other ones where you're just like, wait, what was that? Like, you have to frame by frame it on your Blu-ray. Then they just kind of focus on the... um, The path they were going to the table. Yeah. And then when Finn went and talked to Captain Athana. Yeah. You know, but there wasn't much. I think in the casino scenes, you're going to get some good long takes at all these different types of creatures. Yeah. Which I think, and you saw some of that from the way they were filming into the casino. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, we'll see. I, I have, I have faith. I just, I, once again, watching that reel, you just, watching the actors try really hard not to explain what's going to happen is amazing. Because A, they want to explain it. But B, yeah. they also might have trouble explaining because I get that feeling too. Like this, I feel like is going to be a. a I very think I think this will be easier in the press junkets once people have seen the film, where people will be like, "What was that about?" And they go, "Uh, I, I don't. Your guess is as good as mine. I ain't seen a script for the next one yet." You know, yeah. like one of those. And they very. I mean, most likely they haven't. I mean, they probably have a general idea of where it's going, but. Yeah, well, they're in rewrites. Eh. But you got to figure out what to do with Carrie Fisher dying. So they had a script. It's, yeah. It's getting completely redone. Well, yeah, because I, you know, they're going to be, you know, once again with her. Obviously, you're going to be very cautious with her legacy and how and how they handle it. Kill the character. Think, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go the route that they did in Rogue One with the young CGI Carrie Fisher. No, they're they're not. They've already said they're they not going to do what they did with the guy in Gladiator. Uh, the original trainer who died, like the last two scenes with him was all CGI based. Yeah. Um, uh, no, they're not. They already said they're not going to do any of that stuff. So, either you were cast or kill. Yeah. Which is no, no write-off retiring character a la Paul Walker that doesn't work. It, it absolutely it does, does not work. And you know, I'm still, I'm still curious how it's all going to play out with Mark Hamill. Only because, you know, Hamill is always one of those interesting figures where he, you can tell he's generally excited to do this, but I don't think he wants to consistently do this. I think I think he's got a couple more movies left in him, and yeah. then he's done. Uh, whether or not they'll let him go that route, I don't know. I think if they killed Han in, in the first one and they killed Luke in this one... That might be too much. Talk about Neckbeard's rioting. That, it's, it's that'd just be... Well, that would just be too much because no, that's just too much because obviously they're going to deal most likely, and I'm sure there has been some aftershoots, maybe with how they're going to handle Carrie Fisher. I don't know. I you know I you didn't hear too much about reshoots like this film has been in 
has been finished with principal photography, and they I think they did a tiny bit of reshoots, but it's been done for a long time. Like, oh, it's yeah. already been scored, or yeah. it's being scored as we speak, Yeah, and they're almost done with post-production. Like, by the time this movie hits theater, they'll have picture lock for at least five months. Yeah. Four months. Excuse me, it's five months now. I imagine, unless they're going to go back and want to retweak things, you know, depending on what Colin Trevorrow wants for a nine, Mm -hmm. I, realistically, this movie probably could have, if they were on the J.J. Abrams production quickness, this movie could have came out in May. Well, yeah, I mean... No, I'm glad it didn't. I I wish it would... I wanted to be in December. No, me too. And only just for the fact that as much as I do enjoy a lot of what J.J. Abrams does, you can clearly tell sometimes he does rush through things. So I feel like, especially with something like Star Wars, with the fan base that Star Wars is, you need to take your time. Yeah. Uh, Can I get a space battle, please? It's Star Wars. I want to see some freaking wars amongst the stars. Everything in The Force Awakens is ground. Well, yeah. Is land-based. Yeah. There's there's no actual space battle. The The newest space battle we got was above Scarif yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. Which was badass. But I want... And can I get some new ships, please? Do I have to see another version of the X-Wing? In the sizzle reel, we saw the new version of the A-Wings... Yeah, but the X-Wing is just... It's, it, it's it, iconic. It, well, it's not iconic, but it might actually be a perfect aircraft. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. So why but it's been 30... add to it. I know. I feel like they have. But it's it's 30 plus years. Show me a new fucking model. Like, the the Rebellion... Or the, the Republic didn't have any new models of ships? Well, I mean, who's to say that they... Did? I mean... The TIE Fighters haven't changed, really. Oh, I've already made that argument a long time ago. They needed different ones. There was, by the end of the Empire, you had the TIE Interceptors. You had different versions. And this one, they went back to just the, well, we're just going with it. It's, it's the same thing. They were trying to ground it in the familiar with visual aesthetics. Yeah, no, I get that. But, I mean, it's the same. Give me some new shit. I want new toys. Ghost. That's in Rebels. Most people don't even notice that. It was in Rogue One. In the so background, it is it no? It does. It does count. You got but if you if you hold it up a still of those ships of the of the ghosts up to somebody who hasn't watched the cartoon and says, "What is this ship?" They're not gonna know. <laughs> if you wanted to put it front and center, then fuck yeah, okay, let's do it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I I can see your point. I guess. No, trust me. The X-wing is still my favorite. No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I'm not making. I'm talking about the space battle in general. I mean, I can see your point. I, 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 I mean, Wars. it's Star Wars. Can I get some wars and stars, please? I mean, that's that's what I appreciated with. I think Rogue One is it lived up to that second portion of the name. It was a war. I mean, it was a ground, an actual physical, like yeah. World War Two era ground assault, which was fantastic to see because it's like okay. Here's our first actual, and you can, you can make an argument for Hoth, or you can make an argument for Endor, but this was like balls to the wall. You saw more of it, and you it saw wasn't... saw more of it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, so that's what I, so, okay. This but, one we know... But, okay, but you can make an argument that it could be too much, depending on what they already throw in. So, because we all remember episode one, where you had three different stories 
intertwining, and that is... You had it in Return of the Jedi. You did, but they handled it better. Okay, touche. Um, because what? You had baby Anakin taken out a trade ship. Brilliant. Then you had, you know, Amidala retaking the castle. Brilliant. And then you had Maul and Obi-Wan. Now, out of those three things... Well, technically in Phantom Menace you had four because you had the Gungans. And the Gungans. The, oh, I forget the about military. the Gungans because they should have been Um... Hater. So, I am a hater. I'm sorry, I am. Um, okay, so you had four. So you had four things literally going on at the exact same moment. And Lucas should have known better just basically what everyone wanted to see and they never focused on it that much. I got you. No, okay. I, I don't want to have... I don't need multiple things happening at once. No, so I'm just saying if they were to do a space war, that's fine. But with my age, my focus level is really getting lower. So... We're the same I, age. I know, and I've seen you space out a lot, too. So what I'm saying, though, is, that, you know, they got to look at my group of people and be like, okay, they can't handle a lot. Let's give them a couple things and call it good. <laughs> and I would be happy. I mean, give me a space battle and give me... I don't care if it's Ray versus Kylo. I mean... Luke versus Kylo for all I care. That'd be that'd be acceptable. I think you're going to get a space battle when they're the Republic's going to be fleeing the car. The Resistance is going to be fleeing the car, and the First Order is going to come in with their Star Destroyers and stuff like that. So you're going to get a space battle, a la like a bastardization of Hoth. Yeah, but I just feel like that's always like the norm. It's the evil coming in and the good guys fleeing. I mean, it was like that in Rebels. A couple times in Rebels. It was like that in um, what, a New Hope. Just the beginning of New Hope. They're fleeing. Bad guys are coming. Okay, but no, but I mean, it's it's more of the Republic has just been destroyed. Well, I was going to say, All your military, military... even really have a Navy anymore? They, they have, there's going to be some left over. They're going to have remnants left over. Uh, but we and we've seen things like the assault on the Death Star 1, 2, and Starkiller Base. So this is going to follow suit where... They're going to hit back, and they're going to have to flee Dakar. I think that's where you're going to get a space battle. They're going to then go to Crit, Crete, which is this salt flat planet yeah. with the red yeah, dust. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're going to have an assault on that, a la Hoth, where, you know, the walkers or something. Well, are yeah, isn't that what they said? The red dust is to help the walk guide the walkers in. Wasn't that a thing? No, it's what they're... It's what they're uh, it's what they're mining for. Oh, okay. Because it's it's a, it's an old republic. It's an old rebellion base where they mined a certain ore or something to make money to finance the rebellion. So they're okay. going back there because not everybody knows about it. So that's where the resistance is. Sorry, my tinnitus is acting up. So where the resistance is going to go back to. And uh, don't laugh at me, man. You're so old. Uh, so the resistance are gonna go there, and I think you're gonna have another like ground assault battle there, and something big's gonna happen there. I would love to see Corellia. Throwing that out there. No, I want to see Corellia too. Because, I don't think I we mean, are. At least in the expanded universe, Corellia was kind of like the place to go for the weapons, for the ship building. I mean, it was the industrial capital of. Well, capital. remember, okay, so the Tantiv Four, which was in a new hope yeah. was fleeing the Death Star. Used to be a Corellian yeah. Corvette. It's now an Alderanian Corvette. Yeah. 
So. Oh, yeah, New Alderaan. Uh, no, 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 no. It was original Alderaan. It was one of the ships they built. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, and just like the Hammerheads are Alderanian ships, too. Hammerheads are expanded universe. Not anymore, thanks to Rogue One. Uh, I know. I'm just saying. Lake Kotor. First thing you see. Okay. So, anyways. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to completely... If I have a chance to bring up Kotor, I'm going to bring that up. I know. So, we're... we're we don't need to go any too much further into this. So, down to brass tacks, we're both excited. Cautiously well, we're optimistic. Always, we're always excited. I mean, we were excited for episode one. And we were excited for episode two. We were excited for episode three. Episode three paid off, man. Okay. What? Okay. Episode three is better than Jedi. Where did episode three pay off for you? Really? You open it up, and it's the biggest space battle we've seen okay. over over Coruscant. Okay, so we're back to space battles. I can see. That okay. Your inner child you got right to now. see Order sixty six. So you got to see the Jedi getting slaughtered. Uh huh. And then we got the best lightsaber duel of Obi versus Anakin, or human Darth Vader. Uh-huh. And the longest one. That's, that, what, that's it. What, what else do I need to say? Okay, so... Hey, quit fiddling with that. It's coming in on the mic. Um, <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. Okay, so here's the thing about Jedi. But for all the good that was in E3, there was a lot of bad. I'm not saying there wasn't bad, but I'm saying if you take the film as a whole, it's better than Jedi. Jedi, you have a major problem that two of your main characters have nothing to fucking do. They serve no story point whatsoever. What characters are those? Leia and Han. They they don't need to be there. The Rebellion can still go knock out the shield generator, send any troops there. There's no real... They have no real motivations. They're just doing it because they have nothing else to do. The, the from main... our point of view, yes, but from their point of view, that they are doing something important. From the character standpoint, yeah, but, but they as... feel the need to... It's up to us to knock down the shield generators. Okay. <sighs> from their point of view, their characters are doing something extremely there From their point of view. And but I'm saying from Rail a... wasn't there... Then the whole Ewok situation would have been awkward. uh 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 because if if Chewie and Han weren't there, then Chewie wouldn't have gone and gotten them in that goddamn trap, and they could have probably nifty avoided. But what would Chewie and Han have been doing? Just kind of sitting back on. No, but that's what I mean. They had no, they had no real purpose in the story. I think there. I if I was to make an argument, I would say their purpose was, if anything, was to support Luke. Because they knew what Luke was going to do. No, they didn't know what Luke was going to do because they they were confused. They were confused, but you knew Luke was going to eventually go after Vader. I mean, I feel like Leia knew. I feel like Leia sensed that this dumbass is going to do something stupid and we need to save him again. Because that's also the overarching theme is saving Luke. No, no, but he proved at the beginning when he went and saved them that they didn't need to. He didn't need to be saved anymore. But that's, but that's, that's not <laughs> Han and Leia's, that's not Han and Leia's mentality, okay? And I mean, you, I understand your point of view. It's the, it's the Indiana Jones argument. You know, he wasn't needed in the first movie. Period. <laughs> exactly. I get that. 
But from the character standpoint, what they are doing that they probably are at least thinking what they are doing is very important. And they're furthering the cause of the rebellion. And you know Han is egotistical enough to believe that if it wasn't for him, they'd all be dead. Well, yeah, I understand that. But remember, Harrison Ford didn't even want his character there. Harrison Ford wanted his character dead. I understand that. And then actually his argument was and logical. died of a broken heart. There you go. It makes less sense. There's historical precedents for people dying of a broken heart. Let's just say that. Who? Okay, well, it's not historical precedence. All right, it's, it's, we can go with mytho mythology here and stuff like that. But even the way she died, I'm sorry. I don't think I have laughed at a death scene like that before out loud, like I did in the theater. Yes, yes, like, we did laugh at like, one harder than that. Holding her like throat and still having a nice, full-blown, clear conversation. I'm like, we laughed and cheered. When Jamie Lee Curtis died... We did. Well, because that had to happen. It, 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 because those movies sucked, and H2O was a terrible movie. That wasn't H2O. That was Resurrection. Yeah, yeah. no, but H2O, oh, no, H2O shouldn't have, shouldn't have even yeah, existed. Yeah, no, H, no, it shouldn't have. Yeah. And in Resurrection, and the way she died was so bad. But H2O did give us Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a horror movie... I'm not disagreeing with you. Resurrection was better than H2O. I'm just saying, if if we were running it, those know, movies would never exist. But what? Okay, so going back to okay, because we're almost done. We need yeah, to wrap this up here because yeah, we're we're side training really bad here. Side training. We're going off on a side train. We're taking a jaunt. We're taking. It was supposed to say tangent. Okay, fucker, you're supposed to like overlook you were, it. I think you were supposed to say side track. But train came out instead. Whatever, whatever. Okay, it's t I'm I feel tired. Like your listeners really give you a lot of leeway. I I, I don't know. They probably should. I imagine they shake their head a lot, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, Sizzle Reel was good. Sizzle you Luke, wanted a trailer fine. more. I got Benicio del Toro. I got nice visuals. All right. Last thing. When do you think we're gonna get the full length trailer? Probably not for another at least a month or so because I think in five days they're gonna probably debut the Justice League trailer. My guess is that's what I've been hearing, and I don't think anyone's gonna be putting out new trailers to go against that. Considering now that we know Joss Whedon is most likely involved in the making of that trailer, well, he's the main editor now. Well, he's the main editor, and you know he went in and he most likely re-edited some of this trailer if or made the trailer. Period. Um, I I would imagine about a another month. I feel like a month because they just gave us a sizzle trailer. Yeah, I, so I'm thinking gonna, we're not going to get it until the movie comes out December. Right? I don't think we're going to get it till October. It could be October. Well, how many trailers for episode seven were there? There was the first one, the sizzle one. No, there was the there was the like a year and a half out. Uh, fucking. Like, quick teaser. Te there was a teaser. There was a Black Friday teaser. Yeah. Then they had another teaser. And then they had two full lengths, plus a sizzle reel, plus a bazillion TV shots. Yeah. I don't... Obviously, they won't do that much for this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they only give us one more trailer and they call it good. I feel like that's all I need. That was my fear, if anything, like... The, like, at least the last big movie I saw was with Wonder Woman. 
how many trailers he got for Wonder Woman. And just, it's kind of like, when you walked in the movie, you kind of knew what to, I was still obviously very happy with it, but I don't need five trailers for a movie I'm going to go see. Just no, give yeah. Give me two, give me three tops. I'm happy because the chances of me seeing something I don't want to see and I want to be surprised for are going to be yeah. much lower. Yeah, I'm thinking I, I'm good. I think there'll be at least two more trailers. I'm okay with only having one and calling it good. Yeah, I'll be fine with one too because I mean it's not that far away. So five months. Yeah, I mean that's all. Yeah. And yeah, just give me that goddamn score. Give me that sweet, sweet John Williams. Probably the last John Williams score. I'm betting he will he he will do nine and then be done. And I think he'll officially retire from scoring movies after nine. Yeah, I mean, if anything, he might write it. I don't know if he'll. He hasn't. He didn't conduct seven. Okay. He conducted maybe two tracks on seven, and the rest were done by a guy who does the L.A. Uh, gotcha. Philharmonic. Or, yeah. Then there's very well a good chance that he'll be. Yeah, I think he'll write nine and be done. Although for the Han Solo movie, I want Ennio Morricone to do it. Uh, the Han Solo. Movie. We're not. Don't. I'm sorry. I even brought it up. Should be. All right. That's all we got time today. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, see ya.